G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There is a major controversy that has emerged in the UK where a little boy named Alfie Evans is perhaps just hours away from death. Now, Alfie Evans was born May the 9th, 2016 in Liverpool. His mum and dad, Tom Evans and Kate James. He developed a chest infection resulting in seizures and was placed on life support at the Older Hay Children's Hospital in Liverpool in December 2016. Now, the doctors there said it is in his best interests to have his life support removed. Tom and Katie have been fighting all this as much as they are able to, including with various court cases and appeals along the way. Now, lately, they've been fighting to take the 23-month-old to Italy for possible treatment, but a UK judge has ruled that he can't do so. He's been on a ventilator, then off again, then on again, and it was just ordered to be removed several days ago, but Alfie has been breathing by himself since that time. Most recently, Tom Evans has said that Alfie is being starved to death by the hospital. Well, it's one of those stories not easy to talk about, but let's unpack some things today. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch back with us. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Bill, it isn't easy talking about this sort of story. Something does rub us up the wrong way when we appreciate that human lives are valuable. Yeah, well, it should uh, concern every single one of us, certainly every single parent should be utterly moved by all this. Now, it's true that when you get into some of these cases, there are complexities and things are not always 100% clear-cut, but we've had a bit of a string of some of these kind of cases of late where basically either a hospital decides who should live and who should die or judges make those declarations or at least back up what a hospital has said. And uh, we've seen a number of cases. We had the famous Terry Shavel case in America where she was basically uh, forced to die. Uh, Charlie Gard in the UK as well last year was another similar, very similar case to this where even the parents trying to get the child to come home from the hospital to spend the dying days at home. That was... uh, disallowed by the various courts and it's the same thing here even if uh, little Alfie could go home and uh, have his days there with mom and dad that's always a preferable option for many but again the courts have intervened they've decided this life is not worth living and not only that he's not allowed to go to other hospitals or other countries which have offered to take him to do if if nothing else experimental therapies on him and again even the simplest of uh, desires can we just take him home to our house that's been denied so it's been a real headache for these parents and as i say it's happening uh, a bit too often of late where basically the child becomes the property of the state and the parents are told to basically butt out 
There is a balance here we're talking about, Bill, and some of us, of course, will remember days when parents were the ones who were the primary carers for a child. But it does seem to be that there's a shift on and the modern secular state is, in fact, taking over that responsibility from parents. That's typically an unhealthy way if you look at it from a Christian viewpoint. Yeah, well, we can look at those bigger picture items. Uh, you know, we can look at the huge discussion of socialized medicine and, you know, what's some of the shortcomings we're seeing there when the state decides, uh, you know, what treatments and who gets what, and it's based on money. Uh, that can be a problem. As you say, as governments grow bigger and they end up become surrogate parents, they really deny many of the functions and roles of the parent up until recently, and that included everything, uh, welfare, education, as you say, even some health care. Increasingly, the state is usurping some of the role of the parents. But here, it's getting down to the basic black and white of who decides who should live and who should die, instead of the parents having some say in what their own child is going through. Uh, More and more, it's courts and judges and hospitals making those determinations, And, uh, you know, who cares how the parents feel? Uh, This is the important thing, because sometimes you can talk about the ethereal state and uh, it's big brother-like. But when you bring it down, Bill, and you say, these are people like judges, these are the courts, uh, these are doctors who are sworn to save lives, when they're making these sorts of decisions, uh, it is typically disturbing that lives can be ended by their decisions. Yeah, well, it's a huge call. In this case, we actually know something about the main judge in question. He is a hardcore secular lefty, so we already can see some of his perhaps biases and all this. But the odd thing here in this case, uh, little baby Alfie is not in fact actually dying. Uh, He's been helped, as we heard, uh, ventilation on and off. Uh, and up until not very long ago, it was basic health care to provide nutrition and hydration. That was always seen as part of your basic duty of care. But sadly, with the shift in medical ethics over the last few decades, now they're even saying things like basics, like feeding and drinking, are can be uh, extraordinary means and therefore can be denied or taken away. So that's the real concern. Uh, The doctors were cobsmacked when the ventilator was taken off a few days ago, and he's still alive, he's still breathing. But now they're trying to find other ways to effectively bump him off by denying uh, nutrition and hydration. So this is, uh, you know, the parents have to be going through the ringer at this point when you have these kind of decisions being made. And, of course, we have to be realistic. There are health care costs. As we said, socialized medicine is certainly about uh, money, but all nations have to figure out how to deal with scarce resources, limited number of beds, hospitals, doctors, the whole bit. But that's the whole question. Are we now driving things simply because, well, we could really use that extra bed or we could, you know, free up this room? How much are mere financial considerations driving hospitals and judges to say, okay, we'll bump this patient off, this one can go, this one's no longer allowed to live. That's a brave new world kind of place to be living in, and it's happening more and more.
And that's what makes it so complicated to talk about, Bill. But uh, as I understand it, uh, bioethics calls this type of case futile care in keeping this little life alive. Uh, What it comes down to is this question of parents versus state here. And I think that uh, somehow or other that gives you the contrast and perhaps uh, depending on whether you understand God, understand the value of humanity, uh, then that might determine which side you're on, the parents or the state. And I imagine for a lot of our listeners today, they'd be wanting to sit on the parents' side. Yeah, well, that's right. Any parent who has a child of their own knows what agony it is to see them suffer in any way and be ill or threat of death. They will do anything they can to keep the child alive. So in this case, there was uh, doctors in Italy offering help, uh, you know, others saying, come, we'll, we'll take this child, we'll look after him. So to be denied that, that's a real concern. And then again, as you mentioned just a moment ago, even definitions, uh, well, futile care, what does that mean? Uh, in the euthanasia debate, if a person is on the natural course of death, he is dying, actually, or well, then, yeah, we have every right to refuse extraordinary treatment, you know, all kinds of machines and tubes to artificially keep you alive when you are on the natural course of death. But that is not the story here. Little Alfie is not uh, dying as such. He's been helped with various medical means, and, uh, well, a bit over a year, as you've uh, said in your introduction, and now the hospitals decided, all right, that's enough of that uh, for whatever reason, to save money. or um, So even the very definitions, they can be very fuzzy and wobbly. Uh, little Alfie is not dying. And if we take some of the basics, whether ventilation, nutrition, hydration, uh, he can keep alive. And who knows, maybe if there's no actual cure for some of the issues ailing him at the moment maybe in six months there might be i don't know of any parents in the world who wouldn't say come on give us a chance give us six more months or another year at least maybe something will come up so it's uh you know we're playing with a kind of an orwellian world here where terms are redefined and uh pragmatic concerns trump the concerns of a mom and a dad and of course you've got the quality children's hospital in italy who's ready to take over his care you've got an Mm. air ambulance ready to fly Mm. him to italy and even alfie being made a citizen to facilitate that transfer easily as you say doctors may yet be on the verge of a cure for this little guy's treatment but these doctors perhaps if they've been wrong and he is still alive now what else might they be wrong about how do you discuss those sorts of things by ways in which as christians we can understand that this is just too far for doctors to be stretching to make this decision well it was the same with the little charlie guard case of last year again other countries other hospitals even offering, you know, we'll pay for the plane flight, we'll do everything, we'll take the child. And yet the parents were being denied that very basic right. But yeah, as you say, if we bring in Christian considerations, well, there's always prayer, there's always the expectation that God can and does heal at times. And in this case, like so many others, uh, you know, any parent would want to give that a proper chance as well. So, you know, we uh, enjoy and thank God for medicine and all the benefits of it. 
but we know that uh, there is a God, a miracle-working God who exists, and uh, that becomes a wonderful supplement <laughs> to medicine, even if your the parents may not be believers. You know, they uh, they probably quickly become so in times like this, and they certainly get on their knees and pray and ask God for a miracle, and uh, that's the scary thing when the state or the judges decide, nope, you can't even have that option as well. So it's a uh, it's getting to be a real crunch between uh, life and death, between uh, the state calling the shots, taking ownership of people, and uh, parents and others having that choice. And it's getting harder to preserve a life, but easier to take mm. a life. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting way to talk about the way things are changing. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean... If, uh, in this case, the parents wanted to bump off the child, uh, they would probably get government funding in England to fly them over to, say, Switzerland, where you have legalized euthanasia. They'd probably foot the bill and say, yeah, no problems. You take the child there, bump them off. But for the parents now to want to preserve the life of their own child, they can't even do that. So it's, it's just bizarre. I mean... Look at some of the other hot potato issues. If the parents wanted to take this child in for a sex change operation, you'd probably get a green light straight away and, you know, taxpayer funding to boot. But in this case, again, simply to preserve life, uh, the government is saying, no, you can't do it. You don't have that right as a parent. So it's a scary, brave new world where certain things are get the green light, but uh, something like this, simply keeping a two-year-old alive, uh, that's getting to be a hard ask. Certainly is a difficult issue, but one that does highlight uh, what we need to be aware of as Christian believers and to put value on human life. And when these sorts of decisions are made, uh, very easy to see the contrast of where things may be heading. Bill Muhlenberg, I'll point people to your latest article. You've written this one called Alfie Evans and the State Killing Machine. BillMuhlenberg.com and simply Google Culture Watch if you would uh, want to find and read that article. Bill, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.